Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone, from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious, and yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Welcome, everybody, to Hypnosis Everywhere, and this is Inez Simpson. And I do have my sidekick here, Martin Gover. Say hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And I have my guest today from Northern Ireland, from close to Belfast. And that's Turan Mirza. Hi there. And we're going to be talking about a different style of hypnosis today. We're going to be talking about street hypnosis and how that works into working with change work and all kinds of stuff. So we're going to go right to Turan. And I'm going to ask him first what brought him to hypnosis and how he sees hypnosis. I pretty well said of all, all the guests. I can't, you want to just Indeed. break into that? Well, that's it. So I started off. Before I was even doing hypnosis, I'm, I'll say I'm quite junior to this task. I'm 53 years of age, but it was about eight, year, eight nine years ago, and I have four kids, and uh, they were younger and more gullible to my dad antiques. And <laughs> I, I used to do coin vanishes and little card tricks, nothing I would actually do in front of anyone else other than the, my, my enforced uh, audience of my four children. And so I saw a little what I thought at the time was a magic trick on television. And I thought, oh, I'm going to do that magic trick for the kids next. And the more I looked into it and tried to figure it out myself and looking on YouTube, looking at other things, I realized it wasn't magic. It was actually hypnosis. And I just got really sucked into the whole idea of what this hypnosis thing was. And at the time, it was purely just to, you know, do it as a party trick, as an idea, as a hobby. So I had no intentions uh, that ten, nine, ten years later, I would be doing this to help pe- change people's lives, to help entertain people in a more professional way. So it's really surprised me myself. That, that, that's, that's basically my, my background. Before I moved full-time, I'm now full-time. I've been doing this for just over two years now, full-time. And like I say, yet nine years on a part-time basis. I used to be a software engineer. So I used to be that nice, quiet introvert that just sat in front of a computer all day and typed programs and programmed computers. Um, my, my university degree was electronics, so I, I, I know about the hardware side of it. And I'll probably come on to that a bit later in, in showing how I compare working with computers with working to, to people as well. Great. I was just going to sort of put my foot in it and ask you about that, but you were already on that page. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so... Um, Let's, from your outlook of what hypnosis is, I know we talk about people, you know, it's the bypass of the critical factor of the conscious mind and all that, but how do you really see hypnosis from your point of view? Well, that's it. And I think your radio show really sort of demonstrates what I'm going to say next. If you look at my YouTube channel, my, my latest trailer at the moment that sort of summarizes what I do, the opening line is a, is a presentation to an audience. And I say, if you ask 100 hypnotists, you'll get 100 different answers. And I, that is the way because I dare I said on on live radio I don't think we really know what hypnosis is it's everything it's, it's all everything. communications yeah. if, if someone opens their mouth if someone watches the television hypnosis is there if if anything is communicating whether it's person to person or or words being communicated from a book uh, often I say to people if you know have you ever been hypnotized and they say oh I've never been hypnotized before and I say well have you ever read a book 
and felt sad or happy or laughed, had some sort of emotion one way or the other. And they will often, uh, nine, a hundred times out of a hundred, they'll say, yes, well, I've read a book and felt sad or, you know, a romantic novel, something like that. And I said, well, think about what you've just done. You've, you've looked at a white page with lines on it. Now, those lines we call words, but basically they're just black lines on a white page. And yet staring at those black lines on a white page has stirred an emotion, a feeling inside your body that has caused sadness, caused laughter. It's changed your, your feeling in some way just by staring at a white page. That in itself is hypnosis. Or the, the other, and it's probably hard to demonstrate on radio now, but I'm, I think you can understand it when I, I speak about it. If you're watching maybe the Fast and Furious movie on television and the cars swing to the left, and you find yourself as you're sitting at home on the settee, swinging to the right to compensate for that left turn, that's hypnosis because at that point in time, your brain doesn't know that you're in the, sitting on the settee in your living room eating popcorn. Your brain thinks you're in that car and it's actually compensating for it. So whether you're watching a movie, the movie is communicating something that stirs a feeling inside you and you lose that sense of reality. And that's really, I don't know if I've summed it up well, but wow. that's really what hypnosis is. It's, it's getting to the point where your brain doesn't know the difference between right. reality and your imagination. Because that's imagination is just as real as reality. How many people have you seen going into, into an IMAX movie and it's all about going down canyons and things. Some people have seen get physically sick. That's it. That's and it. that's hypnosis. And again, and all not, those all those reactions, up, all those reactions are are physiological <laughs> physiological things that that uh, <laughs> yeah. I can get that out of my mouth. You know that people are automatically processing. So you're going into that stage, that state of mind where you're automatically reacting to things because you don't know the difference between imagination and reality. Yeah. So that's the most important part, and I always talk about that. And no matter how we look at hypnosis, everyone has a slightly different outlook. It's in the end, it's all the same because imagination is just the same as reality. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. So I really wanted to ask her and, and to talk a little bit about the street hypnosis because most people, you know, they that want to have uh, entertainment, they think it's wonderful, but they never cross it over to getting the change work. You know, like saying, oh, gee, I don't feel I need to fix this or I need to, um, I want to be the best dancer in the world and getting work for that That's it. done, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm just going to well, let you take that. Yeah, I'll zoom back to the start there when I was talking about my experience and just starting out and learning just for curiosity, just for a bit of entertainment. So the way I moved through into more serious, serious change work, uh, or hypnotherapy, yeah. some people would call it, is that... I, I was just doing this at Christmas parties, family parties. And of course, when you're at a, have a, holding a family party, there's usually a stranger there, someone that's coming <laughs> along with a partner, something like that there. And these people are starting to come up to me and say, will you do my, you know, do what you just did there for my, for my birthday party or, or this Christmas party coming up. I'd love you to invite you along and, and I'll pay you for this. And I, I said, oh, I can actually make money out of this hypnosis hobby, this hypnosis interest. So people started to pay me just to do this, you know, casual. It wasn't a stage show at this stage. It was just a, sitting around two or three people and I would just, you know, hypnotize someone and make them feel like they were stuck to the chair or make them feel that they forgot their name. And that, you know, moved me on to the next stage where someone then said, well, oh, I'd love you to do a stage show. 
And I started to do the stage shows, uh, a bit of, you know, step back again. During that process, my son got involved as well, Jonathan Mirza. Uh, he got involved in doing it with me. So he would come along and help me out with the stage shows and uh, help hypnotize people and help with the, the show moving along. And uh, after a while, people come up to me and so it, and it's always in the negative. They say, I'm guessing this stuff wouldn't help me sleep better, or I guess you couldn't help me stop smoking. And at the time, to be honest, I hadn't studied the, the change work side of things in detail. But by this stage, I was very familiar with being able to make a suggestion that yeah. you were stuck to the chair, making a suggestion that you couldn't remember your name. I mean, that, forgetting your name is something you hear from the minute you're born. And yet people could forget that. So I thought, well, just, just hypnotize them as I've been doing on stage and make a suggestion that they can't remember how to smoke or that they think they've never smoked. And sometimes it can be as simple as that. Now, I've, since then, I've trained with a lot of people, a lot of the top names around the world, not just with yourself, Inez, <laughs> but uh, people like Melissa Tears, people like Mike Mandel, uh, Justin Trance. Uh, I'm, going, I'm going to leave somebody out sooner or later, but see, these are the top names in the business. Uh, James Tripp, uh, Andrew Austin, Nick Kemp, uh, Kaz Riley, all these names are the top names in the business. Uh, Bob Burns, of course, we can't leave Bob out, and the, and the famous Swan. So I've trained with a lot of people since then, uh, and I now know a lot of other tools and techniques. And, and I, I don't, I, I didn't do what some people would do, which we call I call the traditional route of just going to one trainer and learning maybe over a two-year period uh, a hypnotherapy course. I've trained all over the world, gaining experiences, gaining knowledge. Obviously, as we spoke about there, we went to the UK Hypnosis Convention last weekend, and uh, and I've also went to Hypnothoughts Live in America. So I'm learning from seminars, learning from books, learning from DVDs. So I have a, a wide range of skills, tools, and techniques now. And I feel, in my opinion, and I can probably go into this more detail, having that background on the entertainment side and that simplicity of the entertainment side and being able to practice has helped me help people in, the, in a more therapeutic way. I remember uh, another guy that I know that does hypnosis and he was a policeman before and then became a hypnotist. And one day somebody asked him to come do a show and he said, well, I don't do that. And they said, why not? Yeah. And he said, oh, I, okay, why not? And then when he did do it, he found out the correlation between the stage hypnosis and what we do as helping people with all their issues is very, there's a very fine line of yeah. difference, but it's all the same mind. That's it. I mean, the bottom line is, you know, now, you know, do the therapeutic side and clients will come in to me and they'll say, one of the standard things you do when, you, when someone comes in to a hypnotist for the first time is you want to make, get their understanding of what hypnosis is. Because obviously we've, we've watched all those Hollywood movies where people float in the air and levitate off the ground. <laughs> and you want to make sure that they don't have these misconceptions. And I know you laugh. It's, yeah. But, but I actually got that exact phrase one time. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm going to touch on the fact that does hypnosis always work? It always works if you have someone that doesn't have any bad misconceptions. Yes. That is willing to go that into this. That is willing to go into Indeed. Uh, and one time I was just out in the street and I was hypnotizing someone. I was just wanting to stick their hand to the table so they couldn't pull their hand 
off the table. And again, this is just in their imagination. There was no glue, no cement. And it didn't work. It didn't work. I'm going to hold my hands if it didn't work on that occasion. And I just want to do that market research. And I asked the girl, you know, I feel there was some resistance. I feel there was something wrong that you you you, you weren't engaging with. And I says, what was that? And she said, well, I watched this movie where this girl was hypnotized and she levitated off the ground and I didn't want to levitate. So I won't, I won't mention which country it's in. I okay. won't say whether it was Northern Ireland or, so, or whatever. But So we'll come back and pick up that story after the break. And so I'm just going to go to break now and we'll see you on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to InezSimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere, and we're going to get right back to Tehran. And he's, I'm just going to ask him to finish up a little bit of that story and then we'll go there. Well, that's, yes. I mean, basically, uh, I, I ran away from that situation thinking, oh, you know, I'm a failure because it didn't work. But uh, again, one of the things we, we learn in hypnosis is there's no such thing as failure. No. We just need to refine what we're doing and, and change the way we're doing it. And, 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 it will work. and since you can't force anybody to go into hypnosis, you're bound to have those that's it. happen because... Just because someone says to you in a stage show or in, on the street, yeah, okay. And sometimes they're thinking, yeah, okay, but. Yeah. 
And that was that case. And I get that. There's a nice video on my YouTube channel. Uh, I can't remember the the exact name of it. Should be more prepared here. But it's it's about you know when someone resists hypnosis. Uh, and I'm going to spoiler alert here. If you do watch the video, and it's worth watching just to, to understand and see his reactions, because you know before we roll the camera, I say, "Who wants to be next?" And he says, "Me, me, me." And, and he stands in front of me, and I say, "Right, do you want to be hypnotized?" And he goes, um, "I don't know if I do." And I said, "Well, go away. I can't hypnotize you. You know, you need, as you said, before, yes. you need that compliance. You need that willingness to to experience that." Uh, and the, the best way I put that to it, and I don't want to show off too much of my my lack of morals, shall I say, but, you know, if I'll say the phrase, <laughs> if you could hypnotize someone against their will, I, I wouldn't be sitting next to the lovely Inez Simpson. Now. I'd be down the bank, you know, asking the teller for uh, a million pounds. If hypnosis could work that way, if you could hypnotize someone against their yeah. will, of course I wouldn't because I of my morals, but you, you, you get the analogy and you get the idea. Yeah. If, if, if it would, could work for anyone, then, then you would not know hypnotists exist. You just say, where do those millionaires get all that money? The only from? thing is it can happen when you aren't knowing that you're in hypnosis, like in everyday hypnosis, Indeed, you know, everyday hypnosis, what you talk to yourself, what you talk to other people, how you, we call it being a con man or a flimflam man. Those are using waking hypnosis and those are valid, but the kind of hypnotist, when hypnotists use hypnosis, you know, they're going to do it and you have a choice in the matter. Exactly. And this is, you're pressing an important point there because that's when I'm advertising for my course, I, I point out that people, you know, even if you don't want to hypnotize anyone else, coming along, uh, whether it's me or anyone else, coming along and learning what hypnosis is, how hypnosis works, the language patterns, et cetera, yeah. is very valuable to people because, you know, you, you don't realize what's happened to you. I mean, I spoke earlier about just reading a book or watching a movie and you don't realize it's happening. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're just understanding hypnosis gives you a better viewpoint on life. So again, going to give a plug for all my hypnotist trainer friends you know whoever whoever's listening in if you just want to understand how hypnosis is happening to you go along to hypnosis course get and, some understanding and the thing about it is i think generally that we are in hypnosis nearly 100 percent of the time Indeed. but we are not knowing it so when you're in hypnosis with a hypnotist you always know that it's your choice and you're going to go in and, and exactly i mean most yeah. most people or I think most people, all everyone goes into trance several times a day, probably eight or nine times a day at a minimum. And even their self-talk and all that. But I think the difference is that when we do it, is we say, can you have our permit? Can you give us our permission to hypnotize you? Indeed. And it's such an, a very thing that most hypnotists will do that. That's what it. You're saying? Yeah, Martin's got a good point there. He said, most of the time what we're doing is dehypnotizing you from what hypnosis was used on you, what on what brand of cigarettes you smoke, and all those things. That Those things are all patterned into your mind. And that's what we work with mostly is your mind. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and we're moving sort of more into the change work yeah. side of things that I do. When people come along and they have, even if it's just a spider phobia or a fear of flying, fear of heights, they weren't born that way. People yeah. aren't born. I mean, let's th think about fear of flying. I mean, the Wright brothers just over a hundred <laughs> years now. Yeah. You know, so th this is not learned from generations and generations and, and embedded in our DNA. We've learned to be afraid. So we've been hypnotized. A suggestion was given 
And it could be a suggestion by ourselves inside our mind, mm-hmm. a thought inside our mind, and we, we accepted that suggestion. Or it could have been our mother said, you know, you need to clear your plate or, or you know, there's starving children in Africa or whatever. And those suggestions will be accepted. And many times you'll pick up your mother's fear of spiders or whatever, because she's, you see it happening all the time as a small child. Oh, those must be dangerous, you know? <laughs> in fact, I've got a, lo- a lovely story there. I was actually working with an 11-year-old child um, for a fear of roller coasters. And again, when I'm working with uh, young children, I like the parents to stay in the room. I think that's valuable because I just, again, hypnosis, again, it's just not more than just putting someone in trance and, and changing their mind. But there's practical exercises and, and waking you know, exercises that people can do. And I like to share those with the parents so they can reinforce them with the children later. But this particular you know, day, the lady said, oh, you, you, you two can go in there. And I said, are you coming with me? She said, no, no, I, we talked about it and he's happy enough just to work with you. So again, he's the client, the child's client, not, not the mother. Uh, so I thought I'll... I'll you know, good practice. I, I video record the session as well. I was taking the camera and he says, oh, you know, I've got a YouTube channel. And I thought, oh, that's good. Um, I've got a YouTube channel too. And we had this rapport <laughs> and this synergy. So we went in and, and we worked on the roller coaster fear and not trying to boast, uh, you know, fears Thanks. and phobias can be quick. But yes, so we, oh, my work was done in about 15 or 20 minutes. And, and it was at that point Again, if I go out too quickly, the mother's going to say, that's that's too quick. You couldn't have done anything useful. And so I thought, I'll sit into the room for a bit. And I said, tell you what, to the the chap, I said, show me some of your YouTube videos. And the the fellow said, you know, I would, but I don't like the sound of my own voice. Ah. So which I replied, good, we'll work on that as well, just to extend the time out. So we worked on that and we, we helped him overcome his uh, feeling of anxiety, his discomfort at listening to his own voice. So I went out and we talked with the mother. She said, Is, how's, how do you feel about roller coasters? I said, it's all sorted. In fact, we've worked on something else. And she said, what's that? And I said, well, I'll, I'll tell you when we're alone. So when I was alone with the mother, she said, so what, what was this other thing? And I said, well, he doesn't like the sound of his own voice. And she said, who does? Which I replied, ah, so I found the stronger hypnotist in the room, you know. <laughs> and she put her hand out, and some readers, I can't demonstrate this video. She, she put her hand up to her mouth and, <gasps> you know. And I said, yes. And I said, you may, but I never say that in front of him, you know, in terms of you will not like the sound of your own voice. That's, again, back to the Hollywood stereotypical hypnotist. I said, you don't need to give a direct suggestion. And again, this is, again, an important point, you know, just saying, and to your husband, I said to the lady, just saying to your husband, you know, nobody likes the sound of their own voice. And that child is listening. He's part of that group called nobody. And he's going to accept that suggestion. He's going to take that suggestion on board. And that's how you learn. So, you know, I've, I've met the mother since. And she said, oh, I, I heard someone saying something to, to, in front of their child. And I pulled them on it now. So, again, Another reason for, you know, again, some hypnotists, uh, you know, don't like parents in the room, but I, I think quite a lot do. And um, it's personal choice. But it, it's good to educate the parents as well. Sometimes the parents can be the, the greater hypnotist than myself. We end up being educators. That's what That's we it. educate every person that comes in our room. That's it. Everyone. You know, and, and like I say, parents, teachers, anyone in authority. When someone says to you, you know, this is how it is, and they're a judge or a policeman or, or whatever. 
you know, if you're in authority, a parent there, you know, might, you might not feel that way, but you're an authority over your children. And they recognize that. We've, we've again, trained them to, to respond to our orders, our commands for their own safety. Don't touch that fire. You'll burn your hand. Yes. Or, you know, don't run across the street, you know. So they look to us as, as an authority yeah. figure. And in that respect, they can also be hypnotized into believing one belief or another. So again, we're dehypnotizing. Exactly. Again. Exactly. So you we see. need to, you know, I'm glad I, I nipped that one in the bud with that parent. That's yes, it. very good. Yeah. Very good. So, you know, the whole thing, getting a little bit back to the stage hypnosis. Indeed. I mean, not the stage hypnosis, but the street hypnosis. Yeah. Is when I watch that, I want to know what goes through your mind when you see it. How do you say, I'm going to go and see and ask that person? Well, the the, the real answer is, you just stop everyone. You just stop everyone, you know. <laughs> now, it depends. You know, you, you do need a bit of preparation. I, I walk around. If you watch my YouTube channel, again, you'll see I always have a T-shirt and it says hypnotist, you know, clearly around, you know, printed on the back. Otherwise, you might look a bit creepy. But, you know, my, my as I say, my son, you know, does hypnosis with me. So we would take turns. I would video him. He would video me. So we're walking out as a set with a camera marked clearly hypnotist. So when we walk up to someone and say, you know, do you want to find something interesting about your mind? You know, and they say, what? And, and you stop them. Sometimes they'll, they'll be busy on their way to the shops and they just won't want to stop. And then you just stop the next person, you know? So it's just, a, you know, looking for someone ambling along. They're, they're going from shop A to shop B and they're not in a rush to get back to the car. Those, that's the only way you know. I don't try to say, he's going to be more hypnotizable than him or she's going to be more hypnotizable yeah. than her. Again, there's no real way to tell. No. The only way to tell is to work with it, work with that person and see what happens next. And, you know, many times people, I've heard people say either from, if they're hypnotists, well, I don't take me look not as professional or whatever, but they don't understand that we are all using the same rules of the mind. Yes. So understand that that's always what we're doing and we're working the same way. It's just different results and it's got different intent. That's it. You know, and, and again, coming back to what's, you know, what's the difference between street hypnosis and change work? The intent with street hypnosis is just to entertain and give people an experience. Yeah. With change work, the intent is to help them change themselves yes. in, a, in a new way, in a different way. So you know. guess what? We're back at another break. Can you believe it? Wow. Where is the time going? Where, <laughs> Where does the time, the time go? Okay. So we're going to go to break and we'll see you on the other side. See you soon. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. 
Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back, everybody, to Hypnosis Everywhere, and we're having a great show about street hypnosis and regular hypnosis, and I'm just going to go right back to Turan because he can tell us some more about the street hypnosis, and I think it's very interesting. Indeed. Like I say, what's, what's wonderful about street hypnosis is it allows you to practice hypnosis, and we'll probably come on a bit more, again, more focused on the exact similarities between street and, and change work, but the thing about it is if you have a hobby like juggling, and you're in a room and nobody's around and you see a bowl of fruit, then you can walk over to pick up two apples and orange and, and start practicing. The problem with hypnosis is you do need to work with real, real people. people. <laughs> real people. So the best way to do that, again, is from a point of view of if you learn a new tool, a new technique, you don't want to play around with it when you've got clients coming in with real anxieties and you say, well, today we're just going to play with this technique you want to make sure you give them value for the money. So what I've found is if I have a new tool, a new technique, a new induction, a new way of suggesting something, a new language pattern, then try it out on the street. So as I was saying, we were talking earlier about just stopping people and say, would you, you, know, would you like to be hypnotized? And again, some people will say no and they're, because they're rushing away. Some people will be ambling along, but they'll still not want to be hypnotized. Again, this is good for me as well. Just finding out all people's objections because the, the objections you get out in the street are the same objections you get to people when they come in. You know, they say, oh, I'd love to come in and change this fear I have of flying, but I don't want you to be in control, you know, and they get that in the, out in the street as well. So I, I build up my, my response to that, you know, and, and <laughs> highlighting that I'm never in control. Once again, you will not go into hypnosis unless you want to go into hypnosis. Yeah, the hypnotist is never in control. He's just the guide, and it's up to you whether you but, follow but, that but, guide. But, 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 what about when they stuck their hand to the table? Again, it's because they want to. That's right. They it's because imagination, they and they're enjoying that. And you ask a lot of people after the, the, it's just maybe a simple hand stick to the table, and they say, well, you know, 
I know I could have lifted my hand anytime I wanted to, but I just didn't want to. Yeah. And, and that sums up beautifully in their own words yeah. that they were always in control. Yes. You know, they uh, I made that suggestion. And that's, that's a beautiful word about that suggestion. <clears throat> I know some people are really sticky on the, on, on the wording. Suggestion, that's all it is. I suggest that your hand stuck. And the demand I didn't take out a hammer and nail, and nail it to the, the, yeah. the table. It's just a suggestion. And they're free to accept it or reject it. Oh, that's it. right. And they would reject it if it was something very strange to them or if it was not their moral and they thought it was something strange. Indeed. I do have a story of someone who had been hypnotized, supposedly. It was a meditative state. It wasn't a hypnotist as such. But he had been hypnotized to go into a store and steal. Well, he came right out and he said, I'm not doing this. You know, and that's, and, and that's the same thing with anything that we do. If it's not that it's against your morals or you just don't want to do it, you'll just... Won't yeah. do it. And again, people say, well, well how, can you, how can you help with my anxiety? How can you help this depression that I have? You know, if, if, I, if I can resist, the thing is when people come in for a particular ailment, a t- particular thing that they want us to help them, you know, overcome, mm-hmm. they want that. So it's congruent yeah. with yes. what they want to do. As long as we only tell them in this purview of what they want. That's it. So, mm-hmm. and, I, and I explain that to them. Anybody who oh, I don't want to be, lose control, I say, look, I'm going to talk to you today about ways of overcoming and changing your anxiety. And you're going to do that within your own mind and help yourself to change. If halfway through that, I say, and give me your PIN number, they're going to go, <laughs> you know, that's not part of, you know, no. overcoming my anxiety. And, and, and they will, they will not yeah, do it. Do. You know, I, again, another famous phrase I would say was, you know, your conscious mind is not unscrewed from your head. And, and left outside the waiting no. room door, you know. So the conscious mind and the unconscious mind is still inside that wonderful body that, that they come in the with. The conscious is always present. They still have the illusion. No matter how many times you tell people, they'll still have things that they should just be zombies and be there. And sometimes it works for them. They just want us to wave the wand, yep. right? That's it. That's and it. then they don't hear it. And then they fixed. No, no, none of it is working that way. Sorry so much. Yeah. And again, they come out, you know, when the session is over, they say, well, you know, I heard everything you said, but there was that one thing that I, I, I was trying to keep on track of what you were saying. And I was just drifting off. That's because that's the conscious mind being kept busy and you're listening to the conscious, you know, consciously. Yeah. Well, the unconscious mind is, is getting hold of the real change yes. and making the real suggestion. Yeah. That's it. And. I, that's where we make them, we work in, in the unconscious or subconscious, depending who's talking about it, the same thing. And this, and that's where most of the, your power is because the conscious mind is a very small percentage of your mind. That's it. That's it. So if you think you're in control, I think you look at the rest of your mind and see what's really there. Indeed. Again, another way of thinking about it, another way I explain it to people when I'm, when I'm talking to them for the first time is when they say, oh, I know I don't want to lose control. And I say, well, I'm going to sound like a mind reader. I say, I'm, I'm going to guess here that you've been breathing while I've been talking to you for the last two or three minutes. And they say, <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to get, make another guess here that your heart has been beating. And they go, of course, you know, or you would have turned blue. I said, but you, you're not really thinking. You don't think consciously I'd better take a breath here. You don't think consciously I'd better beat my heart here. And yet it happens. So really, you're not in control of your body. It's that unconscious part of you that's controlling that. And some people, the old person will say, but the heart's just a muscle. It automatically beats, you know, or your lungs just inflate and deflate automatically. You know, there's no brain power involved in that. And then I say to them, well, if a tiger was to walk in the room, 
you wouldn't think there's a tiger. Tigers can eat me. I'd better run away. I need blood and more oxygen to my legs to make sure I run as fast as possible. <laughs> um, how should I get blood and oxygen? I'd better beat my heart faster. I'd better breathe faster. Uh, that just happens automatically. Mm -hmm. And when I say automatically, I mean, that's the unconscious mind kicking into what we know is the fight or flight response. And you automatically beat your heart faster and palpitate your heart and you automatically breathe faster. Mm -hmm. And again, that leads into the idea of that's where anxiety comes from because there, there are no tigers or, you know, we, I think we learned this in the, you know, the saber-toothed tiger days. There's no saber-toothed tigers or dinosaurs anymore to, to eat us. There's just the boss shouting at us or, or people cutting us off in traffic, but it's stirring the same emotions. Yeah. We go into the unconscious automatic response off just that anxiety. I know response. if I saw a tiger in the room, my heart rate would go up. That's it. <laughs> and automatically. The, the, automatically. Point, the point is you don't think about it, no. logically analyze it and say, I'd better beat my heart faster. I think yeah. few people could actually beat their heart faster just thinking consciously about it. And that's what hypnosis is. We work with the whole mind, not just the conscious mind. Exactly. And that's what many things that you can't address in the conscious mind, you can address with the subconscious and the unconscious mind. That's it. As you say, it's, it's 95, somebody, some statistical difference, because we don't know. We don't no, know, we you don't. know, 95, 90, 90 95% yeah. of our, our, our mind is at an unconscious level. Yeah. Doing so much for us every minute of the day, whether we just take a sip of water, you know, and digesting that and, and taking the nutrients out of the water. Mm -hmm. That's, that takes a lot of work. No, that, you know, most of the time problems we have, if somebody has anxiety or anything else, we don't have a conscious problem. That's it's it. a subconscious problem and you don't necessarily can fix it with a conscious. As, as, as again, one of my trainers, Bob Burns would say, yeah. if you had a conscious problem, you would have fixed it. You would have, as I've, I've talked about with the beating of the heart faster, you would have consciously, logically thought it through to a, yeah. to a conclusion and you wouldn't have the issue. The mm -hmm. reason people come to us is because it is at the unconscious level. Yeah, you know? that's great. So the street hypnosis is always fun. And I need, when people watch it, I always say, look, watch this. If you can do this with, for fun, think how much it can help you in doing all the things that are not so fun in your life. Indeed. And, and that need changing. And uh, at the risk of oversimplifying it, yeah. it really is the simple part. The, to the whole, the bigger process, I'm going to rattle through this to, to you know, a day's training course, but it's, it's building up a, a rapport with people, getting a connection with people, getting that trust level that they can work with you and you can work with them. It's then explaining what hypnosis is and what's going to happen. It's about inducing the induction into hypnosis and then doing the core work. Yeah. So all those steps up until the core work are identical whether you're doing street hypnosis, whether you're doing stage hypnosis, or whether you're doing yeah. therapeutic change, then it's the core work. What changes is the suggestions and, and the, the methods we use to enforce that change and help them see things differently inside their mind and for them to make the change themselves. Mm -hmm. And then after the core work is done, whether it's street hypnosis, whether it's change work, you then you know, bring them out of that Formal hypnosis state, again, we've said that before, everybody's in hypnosis all the yes. time, but we're talking about the formal world. We're just up we're front about it. You. That's it. That's <laughs> it. And again, that's an important point. Is yes. What's what we call in the, in the industry the hypnotic contract. Yes. And you'll see that again on my YouTube channels, even in the street hypnosis. When I walk up to someone, I'll say, well, do you want to be hypnotized? And they'll go, yes. And do you want to be hypnotized by me? Yes. You know, and at any point in those two phrases, if you want to be hypnotized, 
well, yeah. You yeah. know, as if they have that hesitation in the voice or do you want to hypnotize me? I suppose so. Yeah, no. You know, yeah. then again, that's what we call the lack of hypnotic contract. Yeah. There's not that willingness, to, uh, that, no. that excitement, that, that yeah. you know, upfront. Yeah. And it's, you know, we don't like hitting our head against the wall if we're wanting to help you get better. Uh, we want you on board and that's all the part of it. That's you it. have to be on board. That's what the hypnotic contract is all about. So in terms of formal hypnosis, and again, again, this is a, a valuable experience for me because, yeah, sometimes you'll see that in the client. You know, out on the street, you'll get this, you know, you know tough, you know, tattooed guy, and he walks up to you, yeah, right, go on, hypnotize me, mate. You know, <laughs> and you know rightly that, you know, just from that tone of voice, from the way he swaggers up to you that, you Not know, he's just said to his mates, bet you can't hypnotize me. And again, it proves the point. If you don't want to be hypnotized, you won't be. And if someone comes up to me like that, I just say, you know what? I'm not right. that good a hypnotist. You, you win, you know, because it's not, it's no use arguing with him because no. he can't, you know, he's coming up with that resistance and yeah. it's not going to work. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. It's, you know, that totally proves that we have very little control except over ourselves. That's and that's what we actually embody to them is how much more they control they have. And when they learn how to access their subconscious and know how it works, Perfect. then they are more in control. That's it. Again, can't reinforce that enough. I think we've said it a few times tonight. It's it's not, you know, again, another famous phrase of mine when people say, oh, um, can you hypnotize me? It's no, you know, I can help you go into the hypnotic state and I can, I can help you help yourself. But hypnosis is not like a hairdresser's. And it's a lovely example because when you go into hairdressers, you don't touch the scissors. You don't touch the comb or the brush. You just sit there, do nothing, and they transform you. And they've done all the work and you've done nothing for that while yeah. while you're sitting in that hairdresser's chair. That is not what hypnosis is. That's not the way hypnosis works. When you are working with a hypnotist, it's a guide. It's a, it's a teamwork process yeah. to get to that point of change. Yeah. And you make the change. I, I often coin the extra joke, I'll still charge you, but you make the change. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're back to the next break. If you goodness, believe it. So off again to the end. We'll see you on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. 
I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to our last segment. Time goes so fast, I'm sorry to leave all the time. But uh, I'm just going to go back to Turin. And what I really want to know from Turin right now is this last segment, we usually like to give you, the listener, a tip or a little technique or something. So I'm going to see what I can fish out of Turin to give you some help here. So, Indeed. indeed. Yes. Again, you've mentioned it tonight, uh, a topic called self-talk, this idea that, you know, we hear uh, thoughts inside our head as if they were being spoken to us and and again, I want to assure people, I assure all my clients that, you know, some people think, oh, I don't want to admit I'm talking to myself. So it sounds <laughs> like I'm crazy. But we all do it. Sometimes it can be as simple as, I wonder what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. Or I wonder what's on the movies when I get, you know, to the cinema. Mm-hmm. So we all talk to ourselves and that's a normal way of being. The problem sometimes is that those thoughts are negative or, or degrading to you and, and mm-hmm. keeping you back from moving forward. So... One of my simple suggestions to people is, it's a lovely little tip. It's a very straightforward tip. I don't know if you want me to talk for long. It's going to be over very quickly. But it's just (laughs) to press your tongue to the roof of your mouth. The next time you have that negative thought inside your head, just press the tongue. Because when we speak to ourselves, we actually, again, use our imagination as if we're talking out loud. And so putting the, the tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth can just, still those voices if, the, if it's a negative thought. I don't know if you've heard of that one no, before. No, I haven't heard That's of that it. one before. That's a great tip because uh, I usually say, you know, you got to do the, uh, what's his name's uh, stop thing. Uh, what was that? Bob Newhart's thing, you know. Indeed, that's a lovely one. That's a lovely <laughs> one. That's it. And again, you it's know. about negative thoughts. You don't want to, if you're, if you're doing a nice positive mantra every day and every way I'm getting better and better, just say that to yourself, you know, all the time. But mm. If you, if you have that, oh, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, and you hear that running inside your head, just put the tongue I'm doing. No, mm-hmm. I'm trying to speak at the same time. Uh, again, <laughs> wonderful hypnotic suggestion is to do that right now. But if you do that, it, it's very hard, and, and for most people, you know, impossible to, to hear yourself while, while you're doing I that. I think some other tips in the same thing. You can try which one you like the best. You know, is somebody says, uh, delete, delete, and they'll put in what they want to change the thought to. Perfect. Perfect. So stick your tongue up and then do delete, delete, and, and and say the opposite in a positive way. And when we talk about that, I mean, just because you, um, people will always think, not always, most of the time, people will say things in a negative way, even when they want to be positive. 
So learn to be positive and use positive language. That's it. And, you know, I can say, well, I don't want to do this anymore. I definitely don't want to be silly anymore. But that wouldn't work because you know how silly I can be. <laughs> <laughs> but it might not be something I want to change. That's it. So if you don't want to change something, that's fine. But if you find you're saying some things to yourself that are maybe limiting you and are creating what we call limiting beliefs in, the, in today's world is is then that's when you want to put the tongue on your top of your roof and delete, delete, and put in the new program. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I do have the free self-hypnosis site, and it's all on the page. So I won't tell you much more, but it's totally free. And then you can go in there and you start programming yourself. It has nothing to do with me or Turin. It's all about you. And you can do this. And like Turin says, you, even if you weren't going to be a, a trainer, just get, get you educated. This is what this show is about. It's all this free education with fun stuff added, you know? Being aware of what hypnosis ha- yeah. is about. And, and, and I've had several people coming on my class and say, I have no intention of ever formally hypnotizing anyone. I just want to know what it's about. Yeah. yeah. And that's great. We love that. Uh, and even, you know, the education is so important because it'll change your life. Just the education for yourself will change life. You'll become aware. And it's just like, and I'm always talking about this, and I'm going to go into a little bit of my rant here, is about taking responsibility for yourself in the medical field, in any field. So we just go to a doctor and we give everything up and we just listen to it. They don't want that. They actually want you to be on board. They want you to be there. So you could be doing self-hypnosis. You could be doing all kinds of stuff that will go in conjunction. You don't have to be against something just to be present and take responsibility for your life. That's, that's an important point because a lot of times people say when they contact me and making inquiries about hypnosis, well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this process with the doctor at the moment. As soon as that's finished, yeah. then I'll start. No, Why wait? it's not going to interfere. Yeah, it's not, there, it's not either or. Yes. You know, we, we want to get this understood that the more you work with your mind, the better off you'll be physically, mentally, and spiritually if you're into spiritual. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. But we know even those people who aren't into spirituality, I hate to tell you, you know, on some level, there's some belief system you have. So it all helps. Even, uh, even us engineers. Yes. You know, even us engineers, those mechanical way yes. of thinking. Yeah, yes. we, still, we still have that element. We haven't come back to that. Wasn't there something you were going to tell us about that? Analogy. Software. Oh, Analogy. yes. Indeed. Again, yeah. a lot of people say, well, there's quite a leap between software and going into uh, hypnosis. But again, this is the way I describe things. When you have a, a computer, and we ha- we've all had software that has a bug in it, so it's not doing the right thing. It might be as simple as printing last name, first name, when it's supposed to be printing it the other way around. The computer's not broke. There's no disorder. There's nothing wrong with the computer, mm-hmm. the physical hardware. And there's nothing wrong with the program. It's done what it's supposed to do by the, the way the programmer programmed it. This is the programmer programmed it incorrectly. It was just a misprogram. Yeah? Yeah. It doesn't meet the user specification. And this is the important point when people come and say, oh, I've got PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder. I say to them, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with the hardware. There's nothing wrong with you you physically. There's nothing wrong with the program you're running. It's just the wrong program. We need to change. And that's why I like the word change more than hypnotherapy. You're just changing the way you're thinking. So there's a lot of analogies. So whether you're fixing, you're working with computers, you're working with people, it's the same thing. They're not broke. And they just need to change the way they think. I like that analogy. <coughs> Excuse me. And just like you say, you like the word change. I like it for the same reasons. 
<coughs> Excuse me. Turn I'm going to get you to talk while I cough myself. Indeed. Indeed. So, yes, it, it's, it's <coughs> about, it's just about making uh, a change to the way you're thinking, reprogramming that back to first name and then last name. It doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. And for most of the times when you're thinking about software bugs, it's just one little line. One little line can change so much in your life to make everything run smoothly. And it's the same with, uh, with change work. We don't need to, to go into the, a lot of history like you would with, you know, yeah. you know, psychotherapy and 10 weeks of talking about yeah. your relationship with your mother, et cetera. Okay. I want to thank you for being here tonight. Delighted to be here. Thanks and very much. It was great fun. And uh, Turan and I are going to be doing, I'm going to be doing with him at, as bringing me in here to do Simpson Protocol for four days tomorrow. I was really looking forward to that. Indeed. And then to do the same thing again in Australia three or four times. So that'll be great. But what I'd like you to know right now, what do I want them? I want them to know who's going to be on next week, right, Martin? And it's Melissa Tears. Melissa Tears will be, she's our NLP goddess. I don't know. She's much more than that. Much more than that. She started off as an NLP person. Now she's gone way beyond that. She is phenomenal, and I love her. And I trained with her as well. I, I <coughs> left that off the list of many trainers, so. Melissa is a wonderful. I'm just delighted now that I've heard that Melissa's on next week. I, I'm just chuffed to be the the warm up guy for Melissa. Today. <laughs> <laughs> Make Isn't sure you that, say that to her. She'll next be week. the big band that comes on, and you get to be the you know the That's front it. guy. That's it. Yeah. So, so we're gonna do, just tell you as parents again. There's many ways. There's a few programs you can go back and listen to. There's Mona, Mona Abdul Abrabahim. Santal, I have such a mouthful to get that out, but she's doing hypno-parenting and teaching you things to do. There's also Sleep Talk, and then there's Kelly Woods. So Cheryl um, Elman is talking about, just look for those shows, you parents, because it's, we're edu educating you. Even if you never went to a formal hypnosis session, you can learn from that. So please utilize all this free ed education. Indeed, and again, talking about Melissa and Kelly Woods in the yeah. same you know, phrase. They have a lovely book, Hypnosis for Kids. Even if you're not a hypnotist, it's a wonderful right. read. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful read. So yeah. highly recommend that book as well. Okay. So I hate to say this, but we have to say goodbye and we'll see you next week. Melissa will be here and we'll see you then. Bye guys. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week.